another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hey everyone, welcome to Trial by Stone. This is the podcast that's all about the Dark Crystal, uh, your vital essence of the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip Mitchell. I just want to say... Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Trial by Stone. It's just me for for this episode and, of course, the next episode of Trial by Stone, which I'll get into why that is the case, which, I mean, the big reason is because uh, on these two episodes, I got a chance to chat to J.M. Lee, and he is the author of Tides of the Dark Crystal, which is the third book of the Dark Crystal young adult novel series, um, that has been happening for the past couple couple of years, and of course for the new uh, listeners that you know curious, you know what what these books are all about. Uh, for about four or th- probably three years ago, DarkCrystal.com did an author quest that people can you know write up a little entry uh, for a chance to be able to write an official Dark Crystal uh, prequel uh, novel. Young, young adult novel and uh, you know there was a lot of interest with the contest and and the author of uh, jm J. lee joe uh he he won the contest and so you know he got a chance to write you know the first book which was shadows of the dark crystal and he was actually my first guest on the very first episode of trial by stone back in what august 2014 I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that about how how long it's been uh, since I've been doing the podcast, and it's it's been such a fun ride. And I think, you know, as I probably go into with um, Joe later on in the show, that you know we both didn't realize just you know how much was going to change in Dark Crystal you know, in, in, over the years that you know we've been um, doing things, you know, with him writing the book and and myself doing the podcast as well, and so and also you know with Shadows of the Dark Crystal was his first book and then it greatly expanded into being into being a four book series and not only that but it sort of landed him to become you know part of the writing team for the Netflix series The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance which is coming out sometime this year we still don't have a release date at the moment but I'm hoping that we'll get a date soon I mean it would be nice so I can plan my podcast or this podcast and also my life around it too so so again it was awesome to have him uh, have joe back on the show um you know to talk about tides of the dark crystal which came out in christmas eve of last year and of course he's got his fourth book flames of the dark crystal which will be coming out in july so i know there's been a lot of speculation on if that book might come out if the show will come out before or after the book, nothing's definitive yet, but we'll definitely wait and see. So, of course, um, this is going to be a two-part episode, actually. So, on this first part, 
I, I chat to Joe. I just pretty much chat about, you know, his time um, that he went to Ferrycon, um, his journey writing the four book saga over the five years. And, you know, we, we do briefly chat about the first look and voice cast announcements um, with Age of Resistance. And of course, we go talk about Tides of the Dark Crystal as well. Um, this first part uh, has no spoilers. I mean, there might be some, you know, depending on, you know, of, you know, what you think might be spoilers. But I mean, this, so I decided to split this up in the first part. So the first part is general non-spoilers, uh, nothing, you know, no major uh, revelations or, you know, no major spoilers in this part one. And then uh, next week I will release part two of of our chat, which we definitely go into the book much more in greater detail. And also we'll reveal who, which, which character's point of view Flames of the Dark Crystal will be. So you have to stay tuned for that to find out who's going to be on the front cover and and essentially the POV for Flames of the Dark Crystal. So without further ado, let's go to the Poddling Village and chat to Joe about Tides of the Dark Crystal. So uh, Joe, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for being on this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I know. It, I know it's actually been you know a, a long time since I've um, had you back on the show. I think it was probably yeah, I'm, like almost a year and a bit ago. Uh, I think when we we're chatting about the Song of the Dark Crystal, the the second book, of course, and you you know you, the plan, you know the four book series, and of course you know we're here today because um, I mean of course your third book uh, just came out uh, about a month or so ago called Tides of the Dark Crystal, which is all, you know, really exciting. Um, I'll let you know, like I did, I actually did enjoy the book um, with Tides. I thought it was a sort of a fun continuation uh, with what's happened in Shadows and Song of the Dark Crystal. And, you know, after reading that book, it's like making me think of a lot of things about like, you know, you know how it's all going to lead up into the age of resistance where you know we've got some hints here and there or or anything like that so i think that's um kind of been yeah very interesting with with tides of the dark crystal yeah great i'm glad you enjoyed it it definitely represents i mean in a, in a four book series you know the first one is sort of introductory in a way and book two sort of d- develops the story and tides is definitely the book where things kind of make a big change in a lot of different ways so um the it's it was very exciting to write and i hope it's ex- as exciting to read <laughs> yeah uh, definitely and i guess i mean that was the thing i guess cuz I, I know originally when you you know started planning all these you know the four books out and um like did did i mean did many things like sort of drastically change like in your outlines uh you know especially with writings you know with like with books three and four, you know, when, when you had heard about that, um, age of resistance was going to happen and that your books were essentially going to, you know, to tie in, um, or directly lead in, uh, you know, whatever is going to happen, you know, with age of resistance. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) when you write a novel, usually, you know, you, you kind of have the whole plan and then you, you write the book and then you pitch the book and you say, this is my book that I have written and you can publish it if you want, or you can pass on it. I think I've mentioned on the show before, you know, it's always been so collaborative, both with Penguin and with the Henson company, as far as sort of writing. I mean, like I, I write the books, but 
really, this is a playground and a world that so many people, I mean, we have, you know, we have the series, but we also have the comics and we have, of course, the movie, you know, that uh, things are are much more dynamic and changing than, you know, kind of a more traditional book publishing process. So it's, it's, it's definitely like, um, it's, it's almost, you know, I guess as a writer, it's, it's fun to be as surprised as the twists, um, <laughs> as, as maybe, maybe the readers end up being. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, I think I had mentioned like on the last, how I was like, attempting to outline books three and four at the same time and um uh oh, oh yes and i think i made the joke about having the two computers next to each right. other <laughs> going back and right. forth you know yeah, or yeah. The, the room full of yeah. chimps who managed to, to write shakespeare um yeah, yeah no so it's it's, yeah. it's definitely even before the series you know even with the comics being announced i think the comics might, were announced maybe at the, like, after book one, but before book two. I don't even quite remember. It was a while ago now, but... Um, yeah, I think that was the case, yeah. I think it was late 2016, I think, that they announced it about Power of the Dark Crystal, and then it came out early 2017. And, um, yeah. Right, so that would have been kind of in between. And um, so, yeah, it's always sort of one of those things where, um, you know, I have, or anybody, any of us, has kind of an idea, but then it's just, it ends up being... Uh, such a collaborative environment that it's it's kind of like it's it's exciting and a mystery at the same time and so it's it's kind of delightful to see sort of um, how many different ways things can go and sort of like how um, things change as you sort of I don't know like fall into this world where that where there are a lot of things happening at the same time even if maybe they don't happen at the same time within the world they happen they're happening in in real life on, on earth kind of simultaneously so so yeah constantly uh uh finding out new things and learning things and and sort of just like along for the ride in a lot of ways you know kind of just to kind of get to see where it all goes has been very exciting and fun yeah absolutely i mean i mean it's sort of been incredible just how much things have changed you know with the world, but also, you know, with Dark Crystal in the past, you know, five years, you know, ever since I, you know, yeah, started the podcast and, you know, chat to you for the first time. And I think it was like in August, 2014. And yeah, it's, I know, and and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I couldn't imagine that, you know, we'd be where we, where we are, you know, with, with the franchise. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. For both of us too, right? I think, first interview with you I think I had just won the contest and I was like yes yeah gonna write one book I don't even think I knew that there was gonna be three more books at that time no I, I think no. back to myself like if if I could time travel you know and I went back five years into the past and told myself like here's where you're gonna be in five years I would not yeah. it. I would be like no <laughs> um so many things have changed and so many things have kind of come to life that um it's it really is it's just so interesting to feel like you and I at that first interview were sort of at the beginning of this rebirth in a way of the dark crystal. And now we're like, for both of us, I feel like in a lot of ways, like the show being announced and happening was, yes, is yeah. like something that we couldn't even have comprehended in 2014. Um, and so it's just so cool to be part of it and to like see it happen. Right. Yeah, t- totally. Yeah. It's, it's, 
um, 2019 is just going to be um, an amazing year, yeah. um, you know, for all things Dark Crystal, you know, not only, you know, with, with the show, uh, but of course, you know, you'll have your fourth book. Uh, they'll be uh, coming up um, with Flames of the Dark Crystal. I so. still can't believe we're here. Yeah. Like, cause I remember when, yeah. when they, they asked, you know, do you want to write more books? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. There's, and then it just felt like, it felt like so far away with that, you know, I would be writing this fourth book and now um, it's it's coming out this year. It's just so it's so strange and yeah, it is, yeah. exciting, yeah. Now that that, that is awesome. Um, and, and so I mean, before we get talking about um, with you know with your third book, uh, Tides of the Dark Crystal, I actually wanted to chat probably a bit about. Um, I know uh, probably a couple of months ago there was this big sort of um, Dark Crystal sort of themed event uh, for FairyCon. Um, that happened a couple of months ago. And I mean, I just love to hear your story about, you know, how it all went down. I know, you know, you got to, um, so that, you know, there was a lot of guests there, you know, of course there was a uh, Wendy, Wendy and Toby Froud, um, and as well as, uh, Corey Godby and, and yourself as well. And I, I'd love to know just like how it all went down and how was, you know, all the panels that you, you took part of and, and so much more. FairyCon, uh, this was the FairyCon in Baltimore, and it took place in early November of 2018. Um, I was actually invited because Corey Godby, who does the illustration, among other things, but as far as Dark Crystal, uh, he does the um, the interiors and the covers uh, for the novels. He also did Dark Crystal Tales, the picture book, and and Labyrinth Tales, right? So um, he actually connected me to the... Uh, the fairy con people and said, you know, they were doing a, a dark crystal event and um, would you like to come? And I was like, so excited to go. Um, so it was, uh, myself, Corey, Wendy and Toby, Cassine Gaines was also there. Um, and, uh, it was so cool to meet. I mean, like to meet. I, this is the first time I had met Corey actually, which is, <laughs> it's kind of funny cause we've been working together for so long. Um, and uh, so um, I got to meet Corey, I got to meet Cassine, and um, we, we did a couple uh, just kind of general panels about publishing and book writing. Um, but my favorite events really were the Dark Crystal events. So there was a Dark Crystal, there was a couple of them that we were all on. And uh, it was so fun because I've been to other conventions um, as part of the Dark Crystal uh, team, I guess. And... Um, and sometimes, you know, you go into a panel for book writing or world building or something like that. And normally I would say the number of people, like the percentage of the panel audience that is like not just familiar with Dark Crystal, but very, very familiar <laughs> with the Dark Crystal um, is, you know, it's kind of in the minority. A lot of people are like, oh, is that that movie with David Bowie? You know, and, and it's like. So there's usually some time where, you know, you have to explain the film and sort of and like people will ask very specific questions and then I like have to backtrack and explain like what a gelfling is and like what, you know, kind of what we're talking about. But um, one of the, the greatest things about FairyCon is that because of the culture and kind of the theme of the convention, you know, the overlap in con goers and people who really love the Dark Crystal was like 100%. So in the Dark Crystal panels, for example, we really got to get into like details and nitty gritty stuff and sort of like the in, the interesting stuff. Um, I mean, I love talking about world building and I love talking about general craft, but it's so fun to connect with so many people who 
have had such a personal and positive and magical experience with the dark, the original, the dark crystal. And of course they're all kind of revitalized now with the announcement of the television show and the books and the comics. Um, so, I mean, we had one panel that was, um, myself, Wendy, Toby and Cassine, and it was packed. It was in the largest panel room and it was packed. They had to shut the doors because I think the room had reached like the limit of number of people who could be there. And it was so fun and it was so, it was just so warm and friendly and people were so excited and, and just so like genuinely happy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that, like you could just feel the joy in the room and it was, it was just palpable. And so uh, it was just so much fun. And um, so, I mean, we talked about, you know, the, some of the general questions about the dark crystal and sort of like what it was like to make it and um, some craft questions. And it was just a really great time. And, uh, you know, after the panel, we had a lot of people come up afterwards and ask additional questions and just say hi. And like what, you know, to hear the personal stories about what the dark crystal means to these, to, to people and to like this fandom, you know, really, it was just like, so, so wonderful. And, um, it was, I don't know. It was it was so great. And then, you know, throughout, I mean, there's the artist's alley where we have all of these wonderful um, painters and 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 uh, other artists and uh, sculptors and potters and jewelry crafters who all have, you know, there's you can always see the influence of the dark crystal in, in, in this fantasy and fairy work. Right. Because it was such an influential part of sort of that world. Um and so, yeah, like overall, it was just it was just really a really fantastic experience um, to be out there and meet so many people and to also just be able to sort of like uh, fully saturate yourself, you know, and yeah. <laughs> in, in like that sort of uh, that atmosphere. It was really, really wonderful. No, that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I've heard a couple of stories, you know, on, on the Facebook uh, Dark Crystal groups. Um you know, pretty much ever since, I mean, with the announcement of Age of Resistance, it's sort of, sort of been populating a lot more, uh, which has been really cool. And I, I just can't imagine, you know, once the show comes out and, you know, hopefully, you know, a lot of people, you know, be exposed to Dark Crystal. Um, they won't be able to yeah. help it, right? Like, it's going oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to be unlike anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh -huh. and, and, and I mean, and like, you know, as we're recording, I mean, I'm, I'm always seeing it on news sites and sort of like, this is, you know, the top five or 10 or 20, you know, shows to look forward to this, this year. And age resistance yep. is always, it's always listed there somewhere. And, um, yeah, I think, um, I think we're going to be in for an amazing journey. Um, that that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, back in, um, uh, in December, of course, they, they announced, um, uh, gave a first look at the um, some the three main characters of Age of Resistance. Um, so that was really cool just seeing, um, you know, the three announced um, with with uh, Ryan, or I should say it's, it's it's now pronounced, I think it's pronounced Rian, isn't it? I believe it's Rian. Rian? That's yeah. what, we, that's what yeah. we have been saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I, I, I know that was sort of a big thing when we were chatting, you know, when the announcements happened and I think on darkcrystal.com and actually mentioned something about that, you know, how it's pronounced as well. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, that's, that's great to know. Um, and of course, I mean, the other two characters, um, Bria and Deet. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the vape, you know, uh, Bria, the Vapor, 
and of course eat uh part of the Grotten clan yep. um yep. so which is which is really really cool and um i, I mean w- what's it been like i mean because you've been writing i mean especially more so you know with rian you know over the past couple of books um that he appears in now you know um in the story like was that sort of i mean that must have been so surreal to sort of see seeing a visual representation of what you've been writing um yeah with that character in particular yeah well, and so, you know, the, the writing ended like a, a year, almost two years ago, actually. Is that possible? Oh, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah because starting <laughs> shooting, shooting started yeah. like late in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, I was out there in, in the spring of 2017. Uh, so, I mean, really since, since the, my portion of the writing was over, I haven't really like been, you know, I'm privy to a lot of this stuff. So when it gets announced and it gets, you know, blasted all over the internet, it's like, it's, it's a, as much of a delight and a surprise to me as I think it is to everybody else. I mean, it's so exciting to see these stills and to see these characters come to life and to see, you know, and to see everybody else's reaction to it as well is very fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not really like anything I can describe. No. <laughs> There's, it's definitely, and I know that, I mean, it's possible that, you know, for people who do a lot of screenwriting and then see their movies produced, maybe it gets old, but like, I don't see it getting old anytime soon. No. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I could, I could, I could see, I could see reveals every day and I would probably, at least for a while, like 50 yeah. years, stay yeah. <laughs> excited yeah. about it. <laughs> I know. And, and especially, I mean, you know, I always hear, you know, even fans or even friends of mine, you know, that sort of like, yeah, you know, I, I've got Dieter's as my desktop, you know, um, background picture and, you know, I've got Rian on my iPhone, you know, <laughs> all sort of yeah. set up like that. So, um, yeah, nah, and, and just, you know, based on what we're saying, you know, it's, it's really incredible. And, you know, we're just, you know, Dark Crystal fans, we're just waiting with bated breath, you know, when we're yeah, going to see, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, hopefully we'll see a trailer soon or, you know, more announcements about when it's going to come out sometime this year. It's, um, yeah, it, it's going to be incredible. And, uh, and of course, you know, what I keep talking about age resistance, but I know it's something that, you know, we'll, we'll definitely hold on to that, you know, definitely down the track, um, you know, as we sort of get close to the show. And once the show comes out, uh, we'll definitely be able to talk um, a lot more about age yeah. resistance. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one one thing that is so exciting about sort of the day and age that we live in is that media travels so fast. I mean, you know, and it's the spread um, was so phenomenal. I mean, I, I think when Age of Resistance was announced, it was trending on Twitter. Like, so that's that's huge. And like, it's so fun for me to see on like my fa- my personal Facebook page, you know, I'll see like other people talking about it who don't know that I'm connected to it in any way. And just to see that sort of like pure delight is yeah. like, it's so fun. Well, and to see it like come around from people, like I didn't share it with that person, right? Like they saw it somewhere else on the internet. And like, just to know that it's like, it's it's out there and it's uh, happening and it's coming is very exciting. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I could just keep on going more about, you know, (laughs) everything I loved. And and the voice cast was, you know, a very impressive voice cast as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like once I saw, you know, Mark Hamill voicing, you know, one of the characters, it's just like, uh, it's like Skywalker, you know. I mean, for me being a big (laughs) Star Wars fan, but um, I, I love that 
sort of the continuing. I mean, I know Star Wars and Dark Crystal have always had sort of, you know, a bit of connections here and there. Like I mean, touches. more so with the film. Right. <laughs> um, right. yeah, yeah. And so I, I love sort of that, you know, that that sort of, sort of continues on a little bit. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just, just got so much to look forward to and all that. And I guess, you know, we'll, um, we'll chat about, um, you know, your third book with Tides of the Dark Crystal. So, I mean, for any listeners who are, you know, listening to this show for the first time, um, probably just a recap. Uh, of course, um, Joe, you've written um, the first two books, uh, Shadows and Song of the Dark Crystal. And this is the third book um, as part of your um, young adult novel um, series of Dark Crystal books. Um, so for any new listeners, I, I guess Joe, I might as well ask just, um, w- what is the, um, synopsis of, uh, the things that go, de- that goes down in Tides of the Dark Crystal? The young adult novels take place, uh, prior to the events of the Dark Crystal film. Um, there are four books in all. And, um, like you said, beginning with Shadows of the Dark Crystal. And I guess you can kind of frame them as, uh, sort of centering around, um, the Gelfling, uh, civilization in a way and how and what happens when the Gelfling find out uh, what the Skeksis have been doing in the Castle of the Crystal with the Crystal. So um, so as a prequel, it sort of uh, begins with that um, reveal and sort of that, that uh, betrayal in a lot of ways, right? So the I think in, it's in book one, they, you know, they find out, um, book two sort of develops um, sort of what the the nature of the betrayal is and sort of like what exactly is happening. And book three then, uh, Tides of the Dark Crystal, sort of is they all know what the Skeksis are doing. And book three is about how the Gelfling ha- must now kind of react. How do they pivot and sort of you know, they're reeling like, oh God, like everything that we've ever known about our world and about how, what our relationship with the Skeksis has changed. What, what are we going to do about it now? Um, and so Tides is, uh, all about change. That's one of the reasons that there's several reasons that we chose the title Tides. Um, but one of the major reasons is that a major theme of the book is, is sort of like, how, how does one, uh, react to you know the t- the proverbial tides of change when things are shifting and things are are sort of like being pulled out from under your feet or you're sort of faced with a sudden storm maybe that you weren't expecting what how do you how do you deal with that and how do you react to that both I think uh, in the story how do these the characters uh, Amri Naya Kylan um, how do they react personally and also how do how did the Gelfling as a as a collection of clans react um, is sort of like the topics of the book. Um, so more specifically, I suppose it's, it's the book takes place uh, directly after the events of book two. Um, the main character is Omri of the Groton clan. And so he, this is his first sort of um, chance to, Uh, get out of the caves of Grot, where he has sort of lived all his life being surrounded by um, the Tomb of Relics and sort of this old stuff. And how does he use what he knows about his his own clan and where he came from to help uh, the rest of the Gelfling um, sort of find their way in this new situation uh, with the Skeksis? 
Yeah, definitely. And of course, I mean, um, you know, for the new listeners, of course, your, your first book was from uh, Naya's point of view, uh, the, mm-hmm. dren- the Drenchen Gelfling. Kylan, is, you know, is a Spriton uh, Gelfling. And of course, you know, in this one, um, you know, the POV, the POV is Amri, who, who's a Grotten. And um, yeah, I mean, that was sort of a really interesting, you know, w- with him, like, you know, because he had been pretty much living in the Grotten Caves for a very long time and probably never really gone outside the world of Thra. Um, so it's kind of, you know, sort of new experiences for him. Um, and, and I will say like, I mean, with tides, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably get into spoilers like, a lot later in the show, but I will say like the first, um, I think it was like the first four chapters and, um, there was a bit, you know, you were talking about tides, how, you know, just changes within, um, you know, things you don't, you know, all of, of the changes, you know, within the dark crystal with Thra and, you know, there was a quite, you know, uh, quite a few, you know, twists and turns, uh, <laughs> into the <Yep>. story, which, um, <laughs> Yeah, there'd be times where it's like, oh, you know, read, read a particular moment just, and just, then I just have to stop for a minute. I'm like, well, you know, what just happened here, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. and, yeah. Yeah, there were definitely... <laughs> I and I think we'll, we'll definitely get into that um, yeah l- later on in the show because w- what I will do is um, you know we'll, we'll chat about the book you know here and there and then you know later in the show we'll do like sort of like a little spoilery section that you know for any listeners that want to continue listening on um, and all that kind of stuff for sure um, and so of course you know w- with every book with um, with your book um, with shadows and song and, and our tides uh the, the cool thing i always love about um is actually seeing you know getting seeing the map of um of throw of uh, of the scarif region um i guess and um i guess you know you know i'd always sort of compare compare it to previous books and you know what's been changed and what's been updated um and i, I think i think one of the main ones that sort of got changed um was i think it was the the, the siphon the Siphon Coast, I think, from book two. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it was located in was it the oh, in the left side, and then it's been moved in the top left in in book three. It, is that something that you know that always happens every now and then? Just you know, depending on like the story and stuff, that you know, make changes of where you know locations are here and there now and then, or yeah. Well, I mean, I always knew that that we especially, I mean, like, we always knew this from darkcrystal.com, right, that the Seafin are this um, ocean-faring clan. And so very early on, I was looking at the original map and thinking, well, it's probably this coast up here. And I think what, ha- what happens, too, is, like, once you actually start to explore those worlds and think about how long it takes to get from place to place and sort of, like, kind of hash it out logistically, you know, things can, can change a little bit. Um, but, you know, as far as sort of, like, my interpretation is that actually kind of the whole north and northwestern coast is all sort of Seafin coast, but because they are sort of centered around Serena, which is sort of their like home home area, um, but sort of that they're so migratory that, you know, the whole coast has been sort of just sort of informally in a way, the Seafin coast, because if you were to go there, you would probably eventually see a Seafin ship, something yeah, like that. Absolutely, you know? yeah. That's yeah. cool, yeah. And um, I guess, you know, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to chat about um, on this show is, I guess, you know, with each book, you know, you introduce, you know, the different Skeksis and, 
and all that. And I know in this one, uh, we're introduced to uh, Skeksar, uh, the marina. And I think one of the sort of the big things about uh, with Skeksar, I guess, you know, with, with Skeksis in particular, that um, uh, I, I guess in a way that, you know, with Skeksis, that they, um, they have genders now. So there's now, you know, male and, and female Skeksis. Um, cause I know that this has always sort of been an interesting topic about, um, especially on the community, you know, whether they're, you know, um, you know, whether they have no genders or if they're, you know, if, if there are male or female Skeksis, um, and just, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things actually about, um, the novelization by CH Smith, um, was that the mystics and the Skeksis were characterized as, uh, having no sex, which to me is not necessarily the same as gender. Um, so that there was this moment where I think it's it's in the novelization. Jenna's talking to one of the mystics, and they're talking about Agra. And I think there's a conversation at some point where they're talking about um, like what is a she sort yeah. of like. There's that sort of moment, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and and I really liked that because the thing is, like, you know, sex and gender are such a human uh, binary, right? Yeah. Like, or well, it's sex at least. Well, I mean, it gets that's a much bigger. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, you know, so as far as the Skeksis and the Mystics, to me, I liked the idea that in a way they were sort of. I want to say they didn't. They don't exist inside of a sexual binary, Mm -hmm. right? And at the same time, I do believe that especially after the split with the Earth Skeks, and this is my personal belief, and you can see this interpreted in the yeah. books, um, that they started to develop identities, right? Like they start to develop very specific sort of, they get attached to um, the things that, especially the Skeksis, right? They become attached to sort of like um, power and they get attached to their prestige and they get attached to things and sort of that materialism um i i i could interpret that and see that as also getting attached to identity and getting attached to sort of who they are as people or as skexies right individuals as who they are as individuals so um i liked the idea that you know why would all of the skexists necessarily identify as male and do they Right. We don't actually know from the film because they don't ever have that. Conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, <laughs> and I guess, you know, for example, I mean, you know, you know, and just because, you know, the voices that we hear in the film, you know, from the characters, you know, that they, you know, that they speak, that they, you know, that it, you know, is sort of, you know, of, of the male sort of voices and, you know, with all grow, you know, the female voice. But I mean, that doesn't mean sort of, you know, definitively that they, you know, they have to be, you know, male or, or female, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And then on the other hand, when I'm writing a book, I'm I'm limited in a lot of ways by the English mm, language. Yeah. Um, and so there is sort of this, uh, that limitation, I I mean, I considered at a, at a point in time using like they, their pronouns for all the Skeksis and Mystics. Yes, yeah. um, uh, but, you know, there's also this sort of, there, there are, I, I want to say linguistic compromises in a lot of ways of I'm writing a book, so I have to write a book and it has to be accessible and understandable by yes, people. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, I wanted to try to um, expand the world a bit, yeah. you know? And and so I like having this conversation and it, it 
And at the same time, I didn't want to have that conversation in the oh, book. No, no, you know, no. like I didn't want to have the, the characters be like, huh, I didn't know there was female yeah. Skeksis and Skeksis. <laughs> like, I am not actually female. <laughs> you know, like I didn't want to have that conversation. So, you know, there's there's definitely um, sort of a, uh, I don't want to say compromise because that sounds like you're giving something up. But there was definitely at some point we had to write the book. And I thought to myself, you know, this is how I'm imagining this character. And so that is sort of like how it came about. Yes, yeah. um, but I, I absolutely think that personally, I really am attached to the idea that the Skeksis sort of uh, transcend uh, sex and gender in a lot of ways um, because they are so, they're so different, mm. right? They're so different. Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. And so I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's a roundabout answer, I suppose. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's all right. I mean, yeah, it was just one of those things, you know, that sort of, you know, been popping up in, in conversations with fan groups and, um, yeah, I just wanted to, yeah, I, I just loved hearing yeah, just your point of view on all that. And, um, yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, the idea with some Skeksis, you know, having genders, I think, you know, opens up, you know, uh, I think, you know, possibilities, I, I think as well. So Joe, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming back on the show to chat about Tides of the Dark Crystal. Um, how can listeners uh, find uh, more about yourself, you know, online or, or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, I'm most active on, well, I mean, recently I've been working, so yeah, <laughs> my Twitter's course, been pretty yeah. quiet. Um, but you can visit me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Joeyverse, J-O-E-Y-V-E-R-S-E. -E. Um, I'm also, I post news updates on Facebook um, and uh, same handle there. Otherwise, uh, you can get all of this information and more at joeyverse.com. Excellent. Cool. Thank you so much, Joe. Oh, thanks for having me. You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal So that's all the time I have for this episode of Trial by Stone. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can... Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. We're also on Twitter at darkcrystalpod and on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast. If you like the podcast and you think that others would love it too, then please spread the word about it. And if you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or even on Facebook, uh, greatly appreciate it. And if you're actually watching this on video on YouTube, uh, don't forget to hit like and hit the subscribe button and then also hit that bell notification button to be notified of our future videos from Trial by Stone. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. <laughs>